Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. No, wait. That's not how we start. <laughs> My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TVD. With Matt and Emily. I'm leaving in that whole part where I messed up this I'm time. I'm glad. I don't think um, we said hello, hello, hello again. So. Hello, hello. And <laughs> um, another week goes by where I have punted making a theme song or trying to acquire one somehow. Welcome to TBD. Welcome to TBD. With Matt and Emily. With Matt and Emily. Cool. <laughs> that wasn't my best work. Um, we have a guest. Let's bring the guest on. Let's bring him on. Welcome to the stage. <laughs> another one of my friends, another one of my teammates. And you know, I'll say it colleague. I was told by someone that they counted as a colleague, so I'm going to go with it. Andrew Bond. Thank you. Yes. Oh, technically, we could be paid for doing improv, so we could be colleagues. Someone could pay us. Yeah. Is a colleague, does that imp- imply getting money? Yes. I think... Okay. If you're just volunteering together, you're friends with a common interest. But if you're getting money, you're colleagues. And then the relationship is all business. Okay. Well, you guys seem like friendly colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all business friendliness. Right. No, we, we Venmo. Well, I Venmo you because That's true. you pay for stuff. One could say a podcast is another thing you could get paid for. That's true. Not currently. Hey. Listen, <laughs> right. sponsors. No, then then it would have to be the podcast about tea and commerce. Yes. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> hey, David's tea. That's all I have to say. <laughs> hey, David's. Not the tea we're drinking today, but hey, David's. <laughs> I'll shout them out when we get to it. Um, I have something to say before we start. Yeah. I have chit-chat to chit-chat about. Let us chit-chat. It's Matt's birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Now, when this comes out, it'll be past his birthday, but it's his birthday now, and I think it's important that we address, the, address it. Um, it's his birthday. I'm so glad he's my friend. I'm so glad we're doing a podcast together. He, I won't say his age, but... Um, I think I've made it clear. <laughs> okay. He's the age of um, Jesus Christ, um, 33, which I find very exciting. Um, and I think we need to sing happy birthday to him, or at least I have to. Okay. Go for it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Matt. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, guys. Andrew, that sounded actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, also, I think it's funny that we always, no matter the name, we have to squeeze in two syllables out of a one-syllable name. I like Matt. For oh, that that's part. that's the way the song's written. Yeah, I think it's funny. I mean, my name is Matthew, so. Oh yeah, we could have done that. <laughs> could have done Matthew. Yeah. All right, it's okay. We're friends, not colleagues. Um, <laughs> but no, it's good group think that we both went the same way. That's true. We both did go Matt. We would have if we had done different things. We would have ruined the song, and by extension, your birthday. Yeah, it's true. Well, thank you guys for putting that together. I know two episodes ago, we extensively talked about my birthday because I had the Gemini tea, but mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys can be here for the real thing. I have to, I had to acknowledge it. I've been saving it all day. Yeah. Emily was going to bring me as your topic? What yeah. Was the- I, I thought that I it was my topic, so the topic was going to be Matt, and I was going to ask him his um, a variety of top five favorite things. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
too bad. It's not my birthday. That's or it's okay. not your yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. your topic day. I'll save that topic for later. You never know when it's coming. Yeah. You can do it anytime. Yeah, it can be a surprise. I mean, yeah, you can lay any topic on me at any time. I'll never know because I don't. That's true. I don't know them ahead of time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, I will say I I also thought it was your time to pick a topic this week up until just a few hours ago, and I had to sort of scramble to, first of all, I had to think about what teas I have that we have not drank on the podcast yet, which I only have um, sort of two of those, uh, or four if we count the teas that we've never mentioned on this podcast before, but they sit in the corner of this room. <laughs> I don't think we should mention them yet. No, we shouldn't. We're saving those. And uh, I don't want to get to the topic yet. I don't mean to hype that. I I don't. It's time for tea time. It's tea time. Tea talk. Is that what we? Call? It's tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. There we go. That I make the transition sounds. It's fine. They're very good. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, no, I don't. If we ever sometime when we have just the two of us, because I can't do it. I literally can't, don't have the technology to do it with three people, <laughs> but if we do it with two people, I could bring my, my synthesizer in here and play like quick things between each <laughs> thing. Ah! I can't do it with three people because I need an extra input on my little recorder thing. Yeah, you could uh, put it in post. I could put it in post, although I, I would enjoy the improvising of it uh, more. I don't Why, know. Skit scat? Scat, like in jazz? Yeah, I know what scat is. Isn't it also what owls poop out? It's um, That's the scientific name for all poop. Hmm. Let's I, talk about tea. I remember studying it with owls because you can take the owl scat apart and it has like things you can study. We did that yeah, in my can, class. Yeah, uh, you can go through and uh, see rat bones. Yes, that's we, what it is. We did that in my class. You, it, you like taught that? Yeah. Fun. You just had the kids up in the attic finding pellets? Yeah. Yeah. They found their own pellets. <laughs> we didn't buy them at all. Yeah. Like, why but, why pay money for uh for owl pellets mm-mm. it's a free resource yeah um it's a scam really if you pay for it <laughs> this this tea is called thank you <laughs> thank you mint majesty which it sounds like a tea you'd bring because of the word majesty that's true i was just gonna say i could use this for my uh royal wedding talk it is by tivana a brand we that may or may not be discontinued. <laughs> they still sell, they sell it at Starbucks, but the stores themselves are all closing. Yeah. And you can get this specific tea at Starbucks. But can you get it loose leaf or is it bagged? Um, we don't judge here at TBD, but... I think you get it bagged? I actually am no, not sure. Here, here is a question. As I, I'm a tea novice, relatively speaking. Could you just cut open the bags or is that, that doesn't work? Well, I think it's more of just the manufactured, uh, um, like, yes, you could do that, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't really change the fact that it came individually right. it's, bagged. It's different. They do different stuff to it. I mean, I honestly don't know. All right. But yeah. I feel like the, I feel I like. I thought if anyone knew, it would be you too. So when I, there's a tea store that I go to sometimes where you can get it. The same teas bagged or non-bagged, and the bagged teas are significantly more expensive. So I think it's more of a convenience thing. So if you cut open a tea bag, the convenience of a tea bag would yeah, I think go, I think go away. A lot of bagged teas are also like the boxed teas, so they might 
be hanging around in a box for a very long time. That's true. Whereas like a loose leaf tea, you're keeping in like a vacuum sealed sort of container. Mm-hmm. Is that what those are called? Vacuum? Is that a vacuum seal on those? Sure. The little tea tins. I, I don't know any other way to seal things. Yeah. They are, they're def, I'm pretty sure they're airtight, which I think sort of makes it vacuum sealed. Yeah. Let's call it that. Um, yeah. Tea tins anyways. Uh, it's an herbal tea. Is this our first official herbal tea or no? I don't, I don't believe so. I believe that uh, Legend of Zelda tea was herbal. Tea. Was herbal. And... Canonic to the games. Yep. I'm trying to... Maybe there might be other ones. No. Maybe this is it. I'm not sure though. And uh, it's, as you might guess, a mint flavor. <laughs> Ingredients are spearmint leaves, peppermint leaves, and lemon uh, verbena. Verbena? V-E-R-B-E-N-A. Sounds right. Uh, Verbena? Verbena? No, that sounds wrong. I like the way Matt sounds. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, I, yeah, very minty for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to disagree about that part of this. No, it's a solid mint tea. Yeah. Um, I don't... Go ahead. Let it out. Mint's not my favorite flavor unless it's in, with chocolate. Uh, you say you just said unless it's with chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like thin mints, Andy's mints, Andy's. I mint chocolate think, chip ice cream. I, I think mint ruins chocolate. Oh my! Yeah, God, it doesn't do anything. I gotta say, I'm also not really a mint chocolate person. What do you guys do at Girl Scout season? Um, I like the um, Samoa Samoas. Absolutely not the coconut chocolate ones. Uh, I am not allowed to talk about what I do during Girl Scout season. <laughs> um, We've—I feel like have we talked to Girl we, Scout. We have talked to Girl cookies Scout on this podcast. Um, I love mint and chocolate together. I love Andy's mints. I love an after dinner Andy's mint. Oh, that's that seems like for some reason that that has a depressing connotation in my mind. The after dinner mint. I will say I first first got my taste of uh, Andy's mints. Um, There was a Chi-Chi's in my hometown. I think that's what it's called. That's what it's called, right? It's like a (laughs) chain Mexican restaurant, and Mm -hmm. you could get an Andy's mint on your way out. I loved them, though. High dining. It was. I like Dunkin' Donuts um, mint chocolate, uh, hot chocolate. (laughs) But that's already like trash trash food. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, I would say I, I like mint. I like mint generally. I drink, I, I chew a lot of gum. I buy Orbits by the case. Mm-hmm. And I have a subscription on Amazon to Orbit gum. So much gum I, I consume. Uh, I like when I, my teeth are brushed. I like oh, the feeling of I do like that feeling. post-brushed teeth. It's, there's a lot going on there though. Yeah. But... I agree. I don't know if I'd feel as good because, like, when you're when you were guys were kids, did you have like bubble gum uh, toothpaste? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I think I was just before that started to be a thing, like Mm. the fun toothpaste. I think when I was a kid, toothpaste was still boring across the board. So when I was when I was a well, there's definitely kid toothpaste that like you could buy at the supermarket, but then also my dentist had like bubble gum, like their yeah. special gum even. I will say when I 
go to get my teeth cleaned and especially when I was a kid I didn't like the like other flavors Mm -hmm. that they would have I didn't think they tasted well or good I only like bubble gum I know like did you guys have um you know um amoxicillin no the uh pulled out hold on you can talk (laughs) um I will talk about my favorite medicine, amoxicillin, which when you're a kid is the bubblegum flavor kind. It's pink when you get strep throat. Ugh. I think the worst thing that's ever happened um, to me is growing up and them giving me um, other medicines for um, like strep throat, like just penicillin or the pill form of amoxicillin <laughs> because I loved bubblegum flavored amoxicillin. Uh I was gonna say the um, the what's it called? What the fluoride treatment thing? Where yes. they like yeah. sit in your mouth, mm-hmm. and they could have flavors of that too. I had like strawberry, and it was gross. It was really yeah, gross. Yeah, that that doesn't work. I think I I never I never liked the fluoride treatments, but I I don't go to the dentist very much anymore just because nothing goes wrong with my teeth, so it's kind of. Yeah, knock on wood. I got no. that. I got it for you. <laughs> I've I've gotten this far in my life, <laughs> you know, and frankly, I <clears throat> it it'll be fine. Whatever, ha- I should go to the dentist. <laughs> I deserve to go to the. dentist. You deserve nice things. All right. Yeah, I'm glad we've settled. That. Go to the dentist. Okay. Um, so back to the tea. Yeah, get on that tea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. You don't like it. No, that's that's what I was going to say. I lost my... I, I like it more than I expected to, even though I still don't love it. Okay. I mean, let me just tell you this. I'll, I'll be frank. This tea Please. came in a multi-pack. You, as the person who made this tea, may have noticed it was unopened. It's true. I opened it. I drank almost all the other tea I had from this multi-pack, and I saved mint for last because I was kind of unsure I would like it. And uh, here it is. <laughs> so for me, this is, I, I don't drink much tea. I'm more of a coffee drinker. Um, however, when I do drink tea, it's usually sort of midday. Um, I've already had too much coffee, so I can't do another caffeine thing, but I want a hot drink. So I'll go with, uh, in my office, we have, we we have Tazo brand teas, and I will usually go with the refreshment, which I find it's it's weirdly <laughs> named because it's the only one that's a pun name. All of their other teas are just describing what it is, but this one is refreshment. There you go. So that I'm annoyed about, but it, it does its <laughs> job. Um, yeah, this is herbal, so it's very low in caffeine. Yeah, if any caffeine at all. This. Uh, it I I don't enjoy it. It's just it's fine, and uh, it uh, it uh, gets me through the day. There you but go. This this is basically to my palate. This is indistinguishable. This is the same thing. There you go. Nothing uh, special. So it's good that Tivana is not around <laughs> since they can't be a sponsor. So we can say whatever we want. I'll still tweet at them. They mm-hmm. won't. They won't listen to this. They won't though. listen to this. Um, I will say it's not my cup of tea. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, should we say? Should we go to the official rating portion of the tea? Yes. Okay. 
Andrew, to explain this. Mm-hmm. This is our new rating system. Okay. You rate, we rate it your cup of tea or not your cup of tea. Those are the choices. <laughs> so Emily says not her cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. Matt, cool. is it your cup of tea? You know, I don't, I don't dislike this tea, um, but not really. I would not probably. I mean, I'm gonna have to drink the rest of it. <laughs> but I would, I would probably say not my cup of tea. In that, this would be in the bottom tier of teas I would like. And I have so many teas from this podcast that this this may not get drank for a long time. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, I would say this is my cup of tea in the sense that this is literally the exact same <laughs> as the tea I normally drink. There we um, go. I honestly, I don't, I don't feel like I've ever had a great cup of tea. Whoa. Oh, like, boy. I really wish I had pulled out all the stops for you to have a great tea today. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's nothing. I don't remember ever having a tea that I felt like blew my mind. Hmm. There's like, even uh, coffee, I feel like I've had cups of coffee that I thought blew my mind. Um, but tea, never. Can we break this down? I want to break this down. Yeah, sure. Go. Extended oh. tea talk time. Um, <laughs> have you ever had like a black tea? Yeah. Green tea? Yeah. Um, white tea? Probably. Earl Grey tea? Yeah. <laughs> this is fascinating. Paris black tea? I don't know what that is. Maybe I'll bring it to you at practice one day. It's Emily's favorite well, tea. No, don't. I'm. We practice at night. Oh, that's true. It does have caffeine. Uh, a lot, probably. That's a black is black gets. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I think that's still we got. This is we rate this one one cup of tea. Yes. Uh, the official TBD rating of. Yeah. This won't. Ta- uh, this won't kill you. If you if you if you need to drink something, this is not poison. I bet if you love, I mean, if you're a big mint fan, you'd probably love this. I think just me, I like this. Just really, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, I think that's what the point of this rating system yeah. is. <laughs> is it not doesn't really tell you if a tea is good or not. It just says if I whether we yeah. right yeah that's that's why it is my cup of tea because relative to all other teas, this is also tea. Yeah, yeah. there we go. I am. Um, it's nice, but it's not for me, which is, again, summary, one cup of tea. There you go. And that I concludes Tea Talk. We were about to say this almost the same thing. Yes. We're getting really good at transitions. <laughs> um, closing of the Tea Talk, closing of the Tea Talk, closing of the Tea Talk, tea, tea, tea. No more tea. So. <laughs> it's had a sort of broke feel. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No. We... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sorry, keep going. But I said it was Baroque. And he just talked about how much he didn't like that pun named T. <laughs> um, that's actually... Or I, the, the name of the T. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't mind puns. It just doesn't fit. It, if, they had a, if they had a consistent aesthetic, if they had all pun names for their T's, then I'd be fine with Refresh Mint. But it, they should just call it Mint. Is that the brand that has like common chamomile? Yeah. Right. That's not a pun, though. I know. I'm just. I'm <laughs> yeah. just. It's alliteration. Right. Okay. Min, uh, whatever. Okay. We don't need to talk about puns anymore until I get to the pun. I'm going to read you guys in a minute. Um, <laughs> so the tea is mint tea, and what is mint? 
but a cooling presence. That is what mint is. So my topic is, or my mini topic, is the classic-ish Lego set Ice Planet 2002. Uh, you know, cool ice mint. We're all we're all here together, right? Yeah, it makes sense. I was thinking about this is my all time favorite Lego set to ever exist. So you know, they um, it, you can't find any in my apartment, so don't look. Um, they, I have the sets, but they're not built right now. I try to for the listener. I have many Lego sets in my apartment. I try to cycle which ones I have built, and so I will unbuild some. And so currently, Ice Planet is unbuilt. Where do you keep the instructions, or do you just find them online? Um, I actually do have a lot of them online, but I have a, uh, I have like a little filing box that I keep all the instructions in with those little like like a hanging folder thing. Anyways, uh, this was one of the sets. It ran from uh, ninety three to ninety four. It's basically, a, it's a part of the space section of all the um, all the different Legos, but it's a specific section of space where they go to mine ice from the ice planet. So um, some of these facts I'm bringing you are from uh, Brickopedia. Mm-hmm. So oh there's, the, there's our pin, <laughs> our pun. <laughs> that's fine. Um. And I would say, so if you had asked me before this, what Matt, what's your favorite Lego set of all time? Hey, I would have said... Hey, Matt. Yeah? What's your favorite Lego set of all time? Well, you know what I would have said a few hours ago was Ice Planet. Wow. But I'll say now is Ice Planet 2002. <laughs> I did not realize there was a 2002 in here, which I guess is like a maybe a 2001 A Space Odyssey reference. I don't know why this thing that came out in 1993 just use 2002 as their like seems so futuristic yeah, no, back the, then. the iraq war was over and we were dreaming of they a glorious all, future um, they knew all about the iraq war right the, iraq, the, the government well, the original was iraq shut war. down oh yes that's true <laughs> see i was three in 1993 okay so yeah i i could i could see extrapolating out from 1993 a vision of 2002 that involves us mining ice on the mm. ice planet Possibly. Which I guess would be Pluto. Pluto was still a planet. Yeah, back then. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yes, you can. Okay, so it's part of a series of planets. So space. Space is a larger category. I don't know if there's other planet ones, but certainly this was a planet one. Um, I guess my real quick question is, was there like a storyline or it was just the theme they were going with? I'll tell you what. I was, I'll, I'll tell you what. I was reading about the story earlier. <laughs> But at the time, I was I like had no idea that there was like a plot to these. You don't know that. But I I like found out like some of the characters had names. I didn't know any of their names. They were just the ice guys or whatever. <laughs> I didn't care. Yeah. Well, no, they have they have a complex backstory. I'm I'm assuming they were sort of forced labor, like they didn't want to be mining ice, right? Um, I mean, they're all smiling, so that makes me think that they did want to. All right. Uh. Can I tell you their? Can I tell you the, the names of the minifigures? Yes, I, go for it. <laughs> Commander Cold. Oh. Ice Planet Astronaut. Thank God. He has no name. He's just Ice Planet Astronaut. Ice Planet Female. Oh God. 
It's very, um, it's very that's, ni- that's some 93 shit. Yeah. I would like to say, as a female, <laughs> yeah. the Let's, only one in this room, her name is now Ice Planet Rebecca. Right. <laughs> Becky. <laughs> um, well, I didn't know their names back then. I just knew... I mean, I had a, I had several of them. So they, to me, they were just like the army of... The, like, they look... Like, I'd have probably three... I probably have three of each of them. Mm-hmm. So they were... They all had... They were all their own character anyways. Generally, the problem I had with uh, um, assigning backstories to the Lego characters was that when I played with Legos as a kid, I did not use them as people. I would take them apart and use their bottom halves as laser guns. Wow. So, because you could mount them and they had the two holes that stick out, turn them, that was an efficient laser. Interesting. uh, That you'd put on uh, a spaceship. Wow. That's actually amazing. Yeah. I was not this creative with Legos. I, let's, let me say, I, I played with Legos in a way where, um, I played with my other toys. Like I had Transformers and GI Joes and like all the regular stuff that boys played with, whatever. (laughs) And uh, the Lego characters to me were, um, the like villagers. (laughs) So like, or they were like the humans, to all these like superheroes hanging around. Okay. And so usually other characters were like saving them or cause like Legos, you can like blow apart. So it's like, Oh, the GI Joes can destroy the Lego thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they need saving from by like, uh, I don't know, power Rangers or something. You mixed power <laughs> Rangers and GI Joes. I mixed them all. They were all, Damn, dude. they were all star Wars. They were all one big thing to me. I think, I think the power Rangers would have killed the GI Joes. I think they were definitely more powerful. Oh, I agree. I got to say, what I think I did was I, no. any, any like, if you were a good guy of anything, you were all on the same side. Mm-hmm. If you were a bad guy of anything, you were, all, so like the good Transformers and the good Power Rangers and the good G.I. Joes were all buddies. Right. No, it's like a yeah. crossover. Yeah. You know, obviously they become, they might fight at first, but eventually they'll become friends. Did you guys create the Marvel Extended Universe? I created something even bigger. Yeah. Um, don't be alarmed. <laughs> um, Matt just turned the lights on with his phone. <laughs> I <Yeah>. did. <laughs> I no, was alarmed. We, we should be alarmed about a should, lot of things. I guess we should not mention the it. light coming up. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so let me get back to Ice Planet. Mm-hmm. Please do, because I was just going to ask you about Ice Planet. Because this isn't a, this is not about Legos or playtime. This is about Ice Planet 2002. <laughs> right. Because it's got to be a mini topic. It's not a whole topic. Take a drink if you're drink, playing the TBD drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the color scheme is white, blue, and orange, mm-hmm. sort of a transparent orange color. Yeah. And the thing, so they were wearing these sort of like parka, like space parka things. They were like, it looked like a mix between a space suit, a parka, and it was like the colors blue and orange and white. Did right, because the... a, a regular spacesuit wouldn't be warm enough. You need a space parka. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Obviously, it's the ice planet. And yeah. camouflage, because you don't want it, if you get attacked. Oh, well, the or- what about the orange? That's not... Yeah, well, the orange is hard to explain, but or- they only had translucent orange, so like their windows were orange. Okay, I'm going, I'm going to think they descended from the Dutch, so they were representing their Dutch heritage. Out in space. Very easily um, could be. Do these space parkers have helmets? Yeah. They had masks. The masks are also orange. They're not and idiots. Anything that was transparent was orange. 
I don't know if Legos need uh, to breathe. Mm-hmm. People do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they carried around chainsaws. That's how they cut the ice. Mm-hmm. And murdered. Is that the most efficient way to cut ice? Um, what's more efficient? I don't know. That's what they do on Earth. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's like, how they do uh, ice sculpting. Yeah. We're revealing a lot of things I don't know mm-hmm. about ice sculpting in the first Iraq war. <laughs> yeah, watch watch a YouTube about watch a YouTube about both of them. I only uh, have time for one. Uh, ice uh, sculpting. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, because the first Iraq war was clearly superseded by the second. Yeah. That's so true. you don't really need. I mean, if you want to understand the. Uh, the well, you've then you've got to go back to the fifties and oh, God. God, I don't have time for all those YouTube videos. There's a lot. I have yeah. time for one creation <laughs> chain of the state of Israel, and you know, then you're going back into World War One. Um, <laughs> let me tell you that I quickly read on Wikipedia that this that that Ice Planet 2002 represents a civilian space affiliation. Oh yeah, all right. So those chainsaws don't look civilian. Um. Okay, so this Brickopedia place. Yeah. Um, I expect them to love us forever. Okay. Because you've shouted them out twice. Twice. I think Brickopedia is doing okay. I don't know. I I wouldn't worry about Brickopedia. I worry about Brickopedia. Um, I mean, I would say for someone who was trying like i have memories of this lego set which i think we'll get more into the the memories oh i'm gonna ask i have questions locked and loaded and uh uh but i would say that this brickopedia really helped fill in the other extraneous facts that i needed to know like commander cold and space ice planet female (laughs) ice planet rebecca um becky as i call her um oh boy uh Anyways, I owned every single one of the Ice Planet sets. That's a big... That's that's hard to do, to Dude, own everything. No one can own the Ice Planet. The Ice Planet owns itself. Yeah. No, I could make them do whatever I wanted. Okay, I have questions. I need to get to my questions. Okay, yes, please do, because um, this is running longer than I thought it would No, it's be. okay. I just have... <laughs> I guess, what made it your favorite Lego set of all time? Oh, boy. You know, I... That is a hard question. I would say... Uh, partially, well, I don't know. I don't know what came first, me owning them all or <laughs> me liking them to the point where I wanted them all. And I think it probably came out at a good time in me participating with Legos. And then I wanted other of the same ones so they could like be friends with each other. <laughs> and I will say that they had some pretty awesome sets. And let me tell you, this is, I'll describe to you what is my favorite individual lego set of all time which is part of the ice planet collection and i had to look up the name but it is called the deep freeze defender my god and it is a giant multi-part spaceship and it could pull apart so the front of it i'll try not to use my hands because i was going to for the people in the room and then i was like no make this clear to people who can't see me use my hands there are two sort of pods in the front of the ship that can be detached and used on their own or as escape vessels if the ship gets attacked. Mm-hmm. So once they land, they can like, they sort of look like covered snowmobiles. And then there's sort of a middle section which has a, or the middle section is just sort of, um, <laughs> just the middle section. <laughs> 
I want to get to the back section. The back section, or no, wait, I'm going back to middle. The oh middle has a rocket launcher to shoot like satellite rockets, not fighty rockets. Okay. Although when you're a All kid, right. they're fighty rockets. Yeah. And then um, the back section has a little garage door thing, which I th- I've always thought it was one of the coolest Lego things to be like a little garage door. <laughs> And that would launch a little tiny mini explorer ship. And it was big and a lot of pieces. It was probably like a foot and a half long. Mm-hmm. It's long pretty did big. How did take you to build when you were? Build that? I mean, I, don't, I have no idea. An hour? Two hours? It's crazy. I never followed the instructions on Legos. So I hours? built my own thing. I, I would always build... I would build everything at least once with the instructions. And then... I would take them apart and do what I wanted. So uh, my, yeah. my issue with the deep free deep freeze defender was it? Yes. Now that is a name that implies battle. So you're saying this is was a civilian operation, but this sounds like a ship that's ready to fight and looking for a fight. I mean, it's looking to defend, oh. right? Defending <laughs> our rights, our property. Come on. These are some hard-hitting Lego plot questions. It's it's a it's a good question. Um, I would say that my Legos all did fight each other, so definitely was going on. Um, I mean, the base. The, there was another thing called the. There's another uh, set that I really liked that was sort of the home base. It was called Ice Station Odyssey, and it was also like a sort of <laughs> like rocket manufacturing plant. <laughs> And again, it's all I think meant to be satellite-y, but uh, you know, yeah, no. If you're, I mean, you know, that's the space race. They said they're just sending up satellites, but they were also proving, you know, the U.S. and Russia were proving we could also send ICBMs. That I assume is the point of Ice Station, uh, whatever it's called, Ice Station Odyssey. There you go, Ice Station Odyssey. That word Odyssey, by the way, again, tipping that the 2002 is for is it not to that movie. I have one more question. Let's, yeah. One more real question. I think one more is good for time. <laughs> so I am, I guess my question is, so I know there's ships, there was a, there's a station, but is there an actual planet? I mean, there, like, n- no, all the things go to the planet. I mean, the little fortune, so the ice station Odyssey also is part of, um, has one of my favorite little platforms. So, you know, like the bases that you would build Legos onto. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, so if you imagine like a one foot by one foot grid, that's like your basic one. <laughs> this one is the same size as that, but it has raised uh, raised terrain in it. And it has like a little valley and the sides of it are painted like ice planet. So that part is supposed to be representative of the surface of the planet. Okay. So if you hypothetically had one million of these base plates, you could probably make a sphere out of them. Interesting. Very repetitive uh, sphere. I would like to see that. That is actually Go a pretty cool. Go to the uh, Lego store. I'm sure they've got larger uh, displays. Yeah, um, this piece is probably discontinued. If I had to, if I had to guess, the one, I'm, the one particular one I have, although it was a mold used multiple times, but with they would use different colors and paint it differently because i actually yeah, have it two could of be them any planet could be the fire planet i do have one you that is like fire i take that tell that to mustafar yeah 
the lava planet in um, Revenge of the Sith and also in Rogue One. Again, we're really revealing things I don't know. Mustafar. It's uh, where Anakin uh, goes and gets oh, his legs get- chopped okay. off. I know what we're talking about now. I didn't yeah. know it had a name. And it's where uh, Darth Vader has his little castle in Rogue One. Where he's, he, gives his, he gives his little dad joke. Oh. Uh, do not choke on your aspirations or whatever. I did like that joke. I, 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 the worst part of that whole movie for me. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I generally liked Rogue One, but that part, I was like... Uh, sassy robots. Sassy robots? Yeah. Well, Darth Vader's... No, but the robot... Oh, the, he, there is a sassy robot yeah. in Rogue One. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah. Uh, K2SO? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know too much. <laughs> um, do you feel good about your mini top? I feel good. We got, we got some ice planet in there. <laughs> is there anything else you want to say? What is your happiest memory playing with it? Um, I will say, I don't know that I have a happiest moment, but they were pervasive throughout my childhood. They were a part of every, I'd say Commander Cold, although I didn't know that was his name at the time, was a leader in, in the, for everyone. You know, he was one of the people I acknowledged was like, oh, he's important. <laughs> he's an important good guy. <laughs> Him, Luke, and um, <laughs> all of the good Transformers going up against Darth Vader. Yeah. That's how I picture your childhood. Uh, let's see. I, I actually didn't have... I had a lot of like... Uh, God, maybe Star Wars was later. I feel like I didn't have that many Star Wars. Like, I have a lot of Star Wars Legos now, but now that I'm thinking about it, they were probably... Oh, well, yeah, I guess I had the toys. I had like a Millennium Falcon toy and I had a Han Solo and a Leia. I don't know if I had a Luke. It's a good question, though. Oh, I did have a Luke. I had Luke in his like uh, black turtleneck. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the cool one. That's If you're going to fight with them, that's the one you use. Yeah, he's the best. He, he's the audience surrogate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, anyways. Anyways. um, We're done with Ice Planet. <clears throat> Goodbye, Ice Planet. We'll miss you forever. Topic closed. <laughs> I have a request. I would like to see the Ice Planet. Like? I want you to build it. Someday okay. you will. Somewhere. Uh, okay. I won't sing. You guys already sang I, for I me. I sang all the time. I sing all the time. I think I said that weird. Okay. Are we ready? I think we're ready. Okay, Andrew. Your presence here has been much appreciated. Okay. But now it's time for you to shine. All right. So my topic uh, relates somewhat tangentially to the idea of Ice Planet, Ice Station, whatever. My topic is remote places. Wow. Yes. Um, Basically, anywhere that's uh, hard to get to, uh, abandoned, difficult, weird, out of the way, that's what I'm interested in. Okay. Tell me... A little bit about how you became interested in them and more specifically like an example okay so i would say the first time i can remember really being interested in it um was uh my early teens um like matt i was a boy scout Mm -hmm. and we were canoeing on i think the delaware river and so on, on the river in the middle, there's like these just little islands. And I remember saying to myself, 
That would be interesting to live on one of those little islands. Just in the, you're sort of, I mean, it's already, it's, it's sort of out in nature, but then just being isolated like that sort of struck a chord. And at the same time, uh, I think in English class, we were reading Huck Finn, where one of the plot points uh, is Huck and Jim, who uh, is just Jim, uh, when they escape, uh, they sort of, uh, they hide on like an island in the Mississippi for a little bit. I was like, that seems really exciting. Hmm. So that sort of got my interest in, in it. And then it sort of plugged along at a low level until, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, sort of recently with the advent of Google Maps, where you could see like satellite views of stuff. And now you can just sort of look for weird places online and then also look uh, stuff up on Wikipedia and find out about them. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. How do you feel about living in New York City? The most unisolated place. Well, that is the thing. I do not want to go to any of these places because I'm scared of them. (laughs) (laughs) If If I went to them, I'm convinced I would die. So... And I would, because I would be alone, something would happen and then I would die or someone would murder me for oh. interrupting their, uh, solitude. You know, that's fair. Yeah. Um, what is the most interesting or not, maybe not interesting, the one you're most interested in right now, like that specific place. So the ones I'm most interested in right now are, uh, nuclear testing sites. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so they're. All over the place. You've got uh, all of the the, uh, the U.S., the U.K., um, Soviet Union, China, France were the uh, were the main ones who blew up a lot of stuff. Um, so, and a lot of them are a lot of them are South Pacific islands, which were already remote uh, to start with, and then. When you drop bombs on them, now it's an enforced remoteness because no one can go there because mm-hmm. they've been blown up and radiated. Is that where is that where everyone tested in the same area? Um, that was a lot of them. Um, the U.S. and the U.K. did most. The U.S., the U.K., and F- France did a lot of their testing in the South Pacific. Um, the U.K. also blew up some of Australia. Um, the U S blew up some of, uh, New Mexico and Nevada. Um, the, or France blew up in addition to, uh, the South Pacific, they blew up some of Algeria and then the Soviets blew up themselves and China blew up themselves. Those both, those countries in, in have a lot of land to, uh, yeah. Yeah, waste. True. yeah. Much like America with Nevada and etc. Yeah. Not yeah. that we want to waste Nevada, but they're, Nevada's big. Nevada's right. a nice place. But, I would uh, like to say that to our Nevada listeners. We think Nevada is a nice place. Right. It's a nice place to blow up. <laughs> um, and so now, like I said, with uh, you know Google Maps and, and the satellite view, you can now look at all of these testing sites and sort of see hmm. them from, from the air. And it's very interesting, the difference. Like you can... Uh, for some of like the the islands, you can see where the craters are from when you know things were blown up, and you could sort of 
looking at the islands, you can tell that there has been an ecological disaster. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that things haven't come back right from whatever happened. Um, it's like looking at a weird picture of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Craters, but like there should be. <laughs> well, that's the, especially a lot of the, the desert test sites where they did the underground testing. You can see the depressions from when the bombs were blown up there because the sort of ground just falls out from. So yeah. you'll look in the desert and you'll just see like this field of sort of holes. It's hmm. very, very odd. Um, I have a question mm-hmm. and I don't know if you'll know the answer to it, but so when they drop nuclear bombs on islands, mm-hmm. water's very able to like wash up on the island. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that affect the entire ocean? Um, I don't know the specifics of it. Water, my understanding is water itself, or it's, it's sort of, it diffuses in such a way where it's not an issue. Like even if you have a bunch of radiated water, if you put it into the ocean, it'll spread out that like if if there's just a bit of you know radioactivity, even if it came straight from a bomb, if like just that little particle hits you, it's not a big deal. But if you were to get sort of a concentrated dose of it, like in something, if you were exposed to soil from uh, one of these test sites, that would be bad. Okay, but is that to say that the ocean it will it dissipates now? But if we keep doing it. Well, we don't do it anymore. There's, I mean, uh, yeah, there's no more above-ground testing allowed. Well, there's no more below-ground testing allowed but yeah. know, North Korea. Yeah, we've got a bunch of countries not uh, not interested in ba- obeying those rules. Yeah, but I think the, the uh, spread of water is not an issue. Okay. It... It would have been if we kept doing it. (laughs) Wind currents could be an issue. Like if dust was blown up from an explosion and it carried along the wind, that's a problem. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Well, again, not blowing anything up. Nuclear bombs in general are not. uh, They're not the fun. We don't don't like them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Um, and that's and that. But that's why you can't go to any of these places. So they are remote by design. Can't you? I could completely be making this up, but I feel like someone said that you can like now like get special permission to go to like Chernobyl. Yeah. You Why can, would you want to go there? Because it's creepy and weird. I it's, think some of them are fine now, right? Didn't they, they do testing on them, right? Oh yeah, actually, uh, the Chernobyl plant did not shut down the entire way. It was still they were still running like one of the reactors up until a few years ago or something. Um, But it's the town around it was unlivable. Uh, It's a town called Pripyat and you still can't live there, but uh, you can, there's lots of pictures. People will go there. I think it's supposedly it's fine as long as you stay on the road because radiation doesn't collect on the road. It sort of like drifts off. That's interesting. just yeah, cover if you everything wanna, in if road. If you want to go see it, stay on the road. <laughs> good, tra- my good travel tip. <laughs> yeah. One of my life, um, you know, rules is to not go to places that have um, been nuclear, nuclearly destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to 
not take that advice because I'm never going to go. Okay. That's fair. Um, Would you go? No. Would you go? Uh, no, but I don't know why I would want to. <laughs> I can look at them on Google Maps. That's true. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, the Chernobyl station is a very fun look on Google Maps, except um, the problem with looking on Google Maps at places like these is people can put reviews on them and they're not funny. Uh-huh. They're, they're obnoxious. It's all, every single one. Uh, first of all, Every single one, for some reason, people think it's really funny to complain about the Starbucks in places. You will, you will look at it and you'll see a review like, the Starbucks here was terrible. They gave me a green coffee or something uh-huh. and my skin fell off. You know, zero stars. Um, I wonder if this is like, uh, like a group of people who like specifically go and do that. I guess it was a police car by my apartment. Yeah. I feel like that's never happened on the podcast before. <laughs> we live in dangerous times. Um, uh, yeah, I wonder if there's like a group group of people who are like the Starbucks funny, uh, funny in air quotes. Uh, it's, it's possible, but if Starbucks funny in quotes group, if you're out there listening, knock it off. I don't like it. <laughs> it's not funny. Uh, what would be funny, though, is if you created a Yelp review for Andrew <laughs> and complained about the Starbucks he gave you. <laughs> yeah, bring it. <laughs> Fine. Um, so, one more thing about nuclear testing sites. Mm-hmm. Um, can you see, like, any animals there, and are they all effed up? Or are they just no animals? No, there, there are animals that are coming back. Some of the sites have been sort of cleaned up um, in, to varying degrees of success. And so there's, you know, vegetation is going back. Animals will live there. Some of them, you know, I think animals are generally not idiots. They're not just going to, well, I, I moved to the wrong place. I guess I'll die now. That's true. So <laughs> if, if it's a bad place, they just won't go. Ugh, animals are so smart. Yeah. I love animals. Everyone loves animals. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So obviously with Chernobyl and things like that. Mm-hmm. You can like type in Chernobyl. Yeah. But do you ever just like scroll around and like find really remote islands? Yes. I was getting to this. Oh. This is mm-hmm. the other. So there's there's two parts to my fascination. There's the places you know of where like these are actual map places. And then there's just going on Google Maps and scrolling around and finding fun things. Um, this is, it's harder for me to do this because I don't have a, like at, at home, I only have a little Chromebook, which is hard to scroll through. So I have to do this at work, and I've been trying to be a better employee. And I'm it doesn't look good <laughs> if I'm just sitting there at work uh, with, you know, on, on my big screen with a map of Mongolia up just going through the desert. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, what are you doing? I'm just looking for remote places that no one is. <laughs> right. And it's like I could get away with it in some way because there are some functions of my job where I do look at a map, but there's no reason for me to be looking at the desert. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's my advice. Deserts are the best for this. Uh, if you go into any of the deserts, uh, the, the Gobi in China or all of Mongolia, the U.S. Uh, Southwest, um, uh, all of all of the Middle East, 
and just start looking for things. You will find things. Um, I, my advice is find a road and just follow it. Eventually, it will lead you to something interesting. So you mentioned a lot of deserts. Mm-hmm. And that's because presumably you can see stuff in like the sand or in the rocks because it's, it's highly visible. Right. So is this to say that you are not as big on like jungles, which are also remote? Jungles are very hard. Um, like I've, I want to go through the jungles of Brazil because there are the uncontacted tribes there, which is really interesting. And I want to find one on Google maps because I know, I know I could look up where they are and find them, but I want to do it myself. It's no fun. Right. It's like why you want to build your own Ikea furniture. Right. (laughs) It's the fun part. But it's, it's very hard. And the, the other problem is the quality of satellite imagery is very spotty and it, and you notice it the most going through jungles because it'll just, you'll be going through one section and all of a sudden it'll become terribly out of focus and you won't be able to see anything like the resolution is terrible. And then you scroll to another part and it's good again. And so that that's frustrating because you can't follow any features, especially in the jungle, like in the deserts, you could sort of, see the topography and like make sense. Okay. Like maybe people would move this way, but the jungle, you can't see anything. Yeah. That's very interesting. Much. That's how the predator gets you. Right. Which they're, um, that's then they're making another predator movie. Mm hmm. Comes out in September. There's your predator fact of the day. Thank you. I'm going <laughs> to need one every single day. Sure. Um, I have one more fact for it. I'll give it to you tomorrow. There's okay. a, I mean, there's a lot to know about the Predator. And there's a lot you should know. Yeah. Um, the Predator <laughs> is not our topic right now. Okay. <laughs> remote places is. <laughs> right. Is there a remote place? I know you said you would never go to any of them. Mm-hmm. But is there one that you would want to go to? Yes. I would want to go to McMurdo Station in Antarctica. There we go. I was going to ask about Antarctica. Yes. There we go. I love the idea of going to Antarctica. Um, the, the actual South Pole station is Scott Amundsen station. That's too much. That's, that's like hard to get to. And if you're, if something goes wrong out there, you probably die, but well, it depends if it's summer, you'll be fine. But if it's winter, (laughs) then they can't get you out. Yeah. So how do they, how do you get there? Is it by boat or plane or no? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm not sure how, probably some sort of vehicle. No, because I, I don't, I don't, because there's no, well, to get to Antarctica, like there's an airfield at McMurdo Station. So you can get there by plane mm. and you can get to most of the other, all the other countries. McMurdo Station is the U.S. station in Antarctica. And then uh, there's other, other countries have their own stations at various points in art on the Antarctic coast. And then the actual station at the South Pole is Scott Amundsen Station, or Amundsen Scott. I don't remember which way it goes. <laughs> um, it's named for the, the two explorers who first got to the pole. Amundsen, successful, Scott died. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. He screwed up. I think I've read that story, and I don't remember it, but I have read that story. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but... McMurdo Station, if you look at it, it's like it's really big. There's it's to be honest, 
for the purposes of this, it actually might not be remote enough because there's too many people there. How many, do you know how many people it is? Hundreds. Really? Yeah. If for, I think for over the summer, I, I think I switched it, mixed it up before. The summer is the cold one because it's in the South. Yes. It's our so, summer. Yeah. But their summer. No, they call it summer too. Is that because they're U.S. or is that because? I I think they I think they call it summer and winter, but they consider summer cold. I don't know. I'll ask Alex. Okay. Um, <laughs> Alex former, Royston, former, former guest, po- former guest, uh, yeah. Australian. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I'm just gonna call it. It's the summer. Over the summer months, it's, it's very cold there. There's like a winter staff that does some experiments and keeps things running. But then during the winter months, it's almost livable. Like I, I think I was looking at the temperatures there and it's it's like average temperature is something like minus 12 Celsius, mm. which is cold, but doable. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if I can do one. I don't know if I could do that, but... Yeah. Averaging under, uh, below, semi-significantly below freezing every day. It's, it's like... It's like zero Fahrenheit, right? Minus 12 Celsius? I think yeah, so. Yeah, it's, it's around that. But that's, you could, you could live with that. And I think if I were younger and nameless, it would be a fun adventure. There you go. And the, I was looking on it. So there's obviously there's, you know, if you're a scientist or something, you know, or geologist or whatever, there's a reason to go down there. But you can also get an artistic grant to go down there if you're doing like a documentary or like like there was one person I saw in there who like wrote songs about Antarctica. Are, what about the first improv scene? I was just going to say, Antarctica? are we going to have the first Antarctica's first ever improv festival? Yeah. The uh Yeah. Yeah, Antarctic Improv Festival. I was worried that was going to be hard to say and it wasn't so bad. <laughs> I think we should eighth. do it. Yeah. Um, I love You this could do idea. Freeze Tag. It's an improv game. Good one. Um, well, that's the only one I got. <laughs> I was going to ask if you had any more. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. um, Much like my Predator facts, they come one at a time. <laughs> Right. No. Tune back tomorrow for another joke about improv. Yeah. Um, uh, this is actually very fascinating. Oh, is it? <laughs> well, I remote places are interesting. I like looking at pictures of abandoned roller coasters and mm-hmm. cars. Wow, <laughs> abandoned yeah. roller coasters. Like abandoned amusement parks. I like yeah. looking at pictures of them. Um. Yeah. No. I. That's fun. Mm-hmm. There's. I uh, just didn't know that about you. <laughs> it's. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, if you. If you look around. Uh, Russia especially, you'll see a lot of abandoned, like entirely abandoned cities. So those are fun to find. Um, do you ever do, so you do Russia, do you do like Canada? Uh, I've tried Canada. Canada's not that fun. There's there's not much up there. Too I, much capitalism. I guess you have, uh, well, I did, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the, uh, well, Russia, I mean, I guess I don't, mm, I don't want to be. I don't want to say something totally wrong here, but I'm going to say that Russia probably has more centuries of people building stuff up. Where mm-hmm. I guess I don't know what I don't know what like long ago Russians were doing, but obviously like Eskimos and things that would be in Upper Canada and 
the Inuits? Yeah, yeah right. the Inuits. I and think they're building less permanent structures yeah. and things like that. Right. You you can't really see them. I know there are there are like far north settlements there, but there are a lot of far north settlements in Russia. Um now speaking of non permanent structures though, going back to Mongolia, what you can see are nomads in Mongolia. You can mm-hmm. see their the yurts. And you could tell because you'll you'll be looking at the Mongolian desert and you'll see like this round white circle and then like two smaller circles or something, and that's where they keep their animals. And then the yurt is the big tent where they live. Interesting. And you can see them from space. This conversation keeps making me think of um what's it called? It's a book that's also a movie with Matt Damon. The uh, Martian. I was, I was trying to think the Martian, but I didn't know if that was what you were going for. Yeah. It's the Martian. Um, and they, they discover he's alive by satellites from satellite images of mm-hmm. Mars. And this whole conversation keeps making me think of that. Yep. Mm. And space is another remote place I'm very interested in. It's very remote. Yeah. It's where the ice planet is. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. No, somewhere, somewhere out there is the ice planet of Lego Lore. And we're going to find it. Yeah. I mean, I think it probably already, already exists. I mean, there's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Says yeah. that maybe one of the reasons we haven't found intelligent life is they've determined we're not intelligent enough to find, like they don't care to find us. Mm-hmm. And just give if, me this just big eye roll to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, yeah. all I'm going to say is that, I mean, if people are as advanced as ice planet, you know, maybe they don't need us. You know, if they're already, if they already know how to chainsaw ice, Maybe they'll need to come here. They seem pretty primitive if they just named the woman on their team female. Yeah, maybe they're the great technology, but like, where are their progressive values, you know? Yeah, they need a little culture in their lives. And I think we're the people to bring it to them. Because we've got it figured out down here. <laughs> it's a utopia on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a... I Here's a... I don't expect you to... Well, all right, here we go. Do you ever look at a place like, say you took a place you might not think is remote? Mm-hmm. And I guess one thing that I'm thinking about is like, almost like a, a place that would be like popular to go to, um, maybe like the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. But then like either parts of the Great Wall of China where like no tourists exist, which mm-hmm. that probably is true. Yeah. Or like... Go to a part of the Great Wall of China where tourists might be, but then like, a, you know, five miles away from it is like nothingness. Mm-hmm. Do you ever look at some place like that? Um, yeah. Well, it's, for example, um, I'm a big fan of the, my headphones fell out. Yes, they I'm did. a big fan of the, the islands off of uh, Manhattan. Okay. The, yeah. So, and that, those are interesting because, I mean, they're technically... Or like even not not just them, but sort of the islands farther up the Hudson a little bit. Yep. Where it's um, they're so close to this incredible densely populated uh, uh, place, but they're just so like even either they're not you're not allowed to go there, or they're just not there's no reason to be there because there's just a rock. Yep. So <laughs> just a rock. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it's very interesting to to think that you could be so close to everything and yet so far apart. Yeah, and you probably you might you know you probably have 
if you lived there, you would have like cell phone service and stuff. So you wouldn't be like totally missing. But it's just right. like, there's the city over there, that big bright light. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. But that's that's verging on rich people shit, which I don't like. Mm, indeed. Um, I once like, went on a cruise to this place in the Long Island Sound called the Thimble Islands, which have a bunch of like tiny islands that each rich people would put a house on. Yeah. That's, I, I think the the worst example of that is uh, uh, by Dubai. They have these man-made islands and it's the world island. Like each yeah. island is supposed to like taken together. They all represent the world and they're all, well, most of them are unbought. There are a few that are bought by a super rich people, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, Typical Dubai. Yeah, I've I've heard about those. They're sinking, or not sinking, but the sea water, sea levels rising, and they're like disappearing. Yeah, <laughs> and so these people have these like million dollar, multi million dollar mansions that are going to be under the sea. Yeah, <laughs> eventually, um, Atlantis. Yeah, right. You know, more a more significant issue for like the actual islands where people actually live. Yeah, these one. I guess in this case, I find it funny that they're losing their their mansions yes they deserve it uh not the other people correct i mean i'm from boston and that's like a city that's being semi pretty i mean in new york too really uh pretty adversely affected by uh, rising sea levels yeah mm-hmm. the last time i was in boston this is this isn't necess- entirely because of rising sea levels but there there was like water um where there where there should be just people walking <laughs> And I was like, this ain't good. <laughs> like yeah. tide was right. Tide was really, really high. Some sort of surge meets mm-hmm. storm meets, uh, you know, global warming. <laughs> Didn't look good. A perfect storm. Yes. Which is from that area. Yes. Cape Cod. Or it's off Gloucester. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bad thing. Cause then there's also Cape Cod, which in a matter of not very long will probably also be underwater. <laughs> I think <laughs> like we're talking after we're dead, but yeah, right. It's going to be gone. One day there'll be no Cape Cod. <laughs> oh, but where will the rich people vacation? Where will I vacation when I was a little kid? I wasn't rich. Ooh. <laughs> um, I will say when you're from Ohio, all of those places sound like fancy places. Um, well, I know you don't like the beach very much, but Cape Cod was like, that's where we'd go every summer when I was a kid and we were not rich and it was just, uh, it's just a beat. I mean, it's so big that, there are certainly the parts that are for rich people, and then there are the parts that are for me. <laughs> yeah. When I when I was a kid, I mean, I grew up on Long Island. We used to go out to the Hamptons. It was not the rich Hamptons. It was just like, but there's like, you know, just weird little cheapo motels like out by the water. Yeah. That was where we would stay. Because really, Cape Cod, you're, you're talking the expensive places. Or the, or, I mean, there's like Martha's Vineyard and stuff, but that's like its own island separate from is it really Cape Cod. i'm mm-hmm. learning so much martha's vineyard and uh, nantucket are both their own islands and um cape cod is uh mainland um massachusetts mm-hmm. although it is technically not bound by land because they dug a canal <laughs> but i think that still makes it connected right i mean sure. like north and south america are still connected no that's true yeah you know, there's even a canal. though there's a canal yeah um, I feel good about this. Okay. You feeling good? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, 
I mean, uh, I could talk about it forever. I I got <laughs> so many other places to talk about, but <laughs> any any that um, stick out as you would feel remiss if you didn't bring it up. Um, so the the two that come to mind are uh, two the two most remote habitable or habitated is that word? Yeah, places uh, on Earth. <clears throat> depending on your definition, which are uh, these islands uh, called Tristan de Cunha. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And Pitcairn Island. They're both very small islands um, with a small population on them. Um, Pitcairn Island, I think, is in the South Pacific. And it's populated by a mix of uh, native Polynesians and the survivors of the mutiny on the bounty. And <laughs> I like that as a yeah origin story. <laughs> um, unfortunately, they had a, a, a bad sort of sex abuse scandal mm. uh, uh, back in the 2000s because that is sort of what happens when you're in an isolated island and bad things can happen. So let's move on to Tristan de Cunha, which for, as far as I know does not have any sex scandals and that's in the South Atlantic and is a cute little Island. It's got like mountains and stuff and a little post office and like a couple hundred people and like a pub and a bar. Wait, there's the same things. You can have two of them though. They might have two of them. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's very nice. It, if you look it up, it, it looks very interesting and it's thousands of miles from anything else. That feels like a place you could visit. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound dangerous. Did you yeah. take a helicopter there? Right. I, or a boat? That, I don't think I would die there. Mm-hmm. Good. And you'd get to get some beer. Right. Well, the, the, but the other concern is that I would go there and just do nothing. What is, I would just hang out in my hotel room. The one hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cottage. Yeah. Uh, what? what is it its own country? Or does it belong to another country? I think it belongs to England. Here maybe. Yeah. Um, I had a question. I forgot what it was. It was a general question. Good, good interview. I feel like that could go in our bingo board too. Mm -hmm. You just, I have a question, but I forgot what it was. Okay. (laughs) Real pro. Um, never mind. (laughs) The pressure's on. If you think about what we're talking, just interrupt. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's fun. I'm going to, I'm. I feel like now I'm 100% going to look up those What do you think the Airbnb uh, of Pitcairn <laughs> Island is? I just interrupted you. No, it's good. Uh, uh, Pitcairn Island, um, like I said, they got issues. Oh, the other one. Yeah. Trish what do you think Kuna? the Airbnb is? I don't know. Oh, God, I, wonder... I hope they have Airbnb there. I mean, they have internet access, so they theoretically should be able to Airbnb. Yeah. Is that internet thanks to Mark Zuckerberg or someone? I feel like if you're in the middle of nowhere, it's hard to no, get I that. I mean, they're... they're if if I'm right, they're like an English protectorate or something. So mm-hmm. they're uh, part of the Commonwealth. There you go. Oh, I wish was, I was part of the Commonwealth. I know. Mm-hmm. As of last week's episode, we got to talk about how Emily yeah. wishes she was. Well, Im- immigrate to Tristan de Cunha, and then uh, then you're in. Yeah, you're under the crown there. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> for this my future that we just mapped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice podcasting with you before you moved there. <laughs> We can figure out how to do it remotely. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely do that. It, um, 
It'd be a little weird with the tea. We'd just be separately drinking. <laughs> I'd have to, we'd have to send each other the teas. Yeah. Or just be, what tea are you drinking? And that's tea talk. Mm. Is What are you drinking today? I got to say, I would be less obligated to buy be buying new teas. So that's I'd be true. like, oh, I'm drinking this one again. How are you doing, Emily? <laughs> Some fancy British tea you're drinking? Probably. Here you go. It's my fa- fancy British Commonwealth country. Speaking of... Uh, even though this was like five minutes ago, the Boston Harbor is full of British tea. Right. It's still there. Yeah. I assume. Just steeping. That's Every why time the, it gets hot. That's why the water is uh, so brown. Yep. That's not what we say. Someone might say that. I bet that's a joke at the museum. There's a if it's not Boston a joke, Tea Party Museum. Yeah. They probably tell that joke. If that's not a joke, then I don't understand what they're doing with no, their lives. Get, get in there. Punch up the Boston Tea Party Museum's jokes. Tell them... Excuse me, I'm a comedian, and I've got some notes. Yeah, I I think they actually do have a lot of improviser people because they have people oh, doing yeah. like they're um, you know, they're in costumes and things. Yeah, improvisers need jobs. They do. Hire them. <laughs> Sponsored this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Boston Tea Party Museum. <laughs> hey, not a bad, not a bad sponsor. It Listen. almost makes sense. We would love for you to sponsor us. And also, maybe just pay for a field trip. Sure. I was near there recently. <laughs> I would like for them to pay it. Yeah. Hey, right. Is that... You feel good about this? Yeah, I'm good. I want you to feel good about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I didn't talk about space as much as I wanted to. Oh. That's fine. We'll have you on go, another time. Go look at space. What planet would you go to? Uh, not a planet, a moon. I would go to Triton. I'd go to Triton. Europa. Yeah. I would go to Ice Planet. 2002. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. You can come back on another time and right. talk space. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel good about this. Right. I learned a lot. Great. And now I want to go home and look at Google Maps. Yeah, I, I, you've inspired me to do this yes. and to at least look at a few of the places you mentioned. <laughs> that's all I ask out of life. If I can inspire one, per, well, two people, that's yes. all I ask. You um, did, and you did. Mm-hmm. You did. And you know what? You're going to come back on and talk about space. Okay. Some number of people who listen to this podcast, you may also inspire. Yeah. There, there are dozens of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have one very quick Carly's Correction Corner. Oh, cool. Let's hear it. Um, this is a very silly one, but I made my friend send it to us anyways. Um, this is from Kathleen Abate, who you both know as Katie. <laughs> Hello there. I know I'm several weeks late on this one, but I wanted to submit it. Carly's Corner. It's in Emily's melodrama episode. She said she wanted to say, this is Emily Seerigans, and Matt asked how often the C um, comes up in her life. She said that it's on her credit card, but... I wanted to bring forward that the C is also present in her email address. You're welcome for this very important correction. There you go, guys. If you want to email Emily, make sure you include that C. We won't tell you where. Nope. <laughs> Send it to, you know, just figure it out. C at prodigy.net. <laughs> um, but yes, she texted me that. I was like, nope, send it to the pod. Yes, I actually did see that, but I, I yeah. You're, the, you're, the, you're in charge of the corrections. <laughs> As far as I can tell. Um, well, Andrew. Andrew, thank for, you so much for having me. Thanks for being fun. here. Did you have anything you wanted to plug? 
Uh, when is this is come out before DCM? Yeah, it does. This will be out the first week of mm-hmm. <laughs> the first uh, Thursday of June. All right. Uh, if you're in New York and uh, you're going to DCM, uh, our improv team, Emily and I, and other people, uh, Alpaca is performing at TNC Cabaret. Yes, I think. Yeah, at 11.20 p.m. Saturday. There you go. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Uh, other than that, uh, I think that's it. Do you have Twitter, Instagram? Oh, I, I don't want your family to follow me on Twitter. I make rude jokes. Okay. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter. I make rude jokes, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Some of them. Yeah. You can, if you, well, I, I don't know. If I, you I say it, I will tell my mom not to follow you. All right. Yeah. Uh, Emily's mom, don't follow me. <laughs> Uh, my Twitter is at important underscore celeb. Uh, I thought it was funny way back when. I I tweet. I I mostly tweet uh, gentle ribbing on the news nowadays. So I will also mm. say, as a person who follows this Twitter, he is has a very funny uh, Twitter personality. Yeah, I I don't talk about uh, uh, defecation that much anymore. Wow! Congratulations, it's yeah. baby steps. <laughs> I, I still think it's funny. But I, I'm, I don't talk about it that much. I'm proud of you. Um, cool. Well, thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for drinking tea, even though you don't like tea. That's fine. And <laughs> thank you for your topic. Thank That's you. Thank um, you. Yep, you. Am had, I ruining the outro? No. Yeah. This All is right. just me going. Okay. And, uh, well, you know, uh, rate, subscribe, review. Yes, please rate, subscribe. I'm going to start that over. Rate, subscribe, and review our podcast. Um, and uh, I'm sorry there was no math this episode, but um, thanks for listening. I can do some math. I didn't. Oh, I was, all right. Do it. We have three corrections corners. <laughs> if we get three more, that's six. And that's been the math section of the podcast. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. Thanks. Bye. Bye.